We are here, we are queer, and we're changing the world for the better. Welcome to another episode of the Queer Changemakers podcast, where we interview LGBTQ plus entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders who are actively working to make our communities more affirming, more inclusive, and hopefully more fun. Today's guest is Janie Curran. Uh, welcome to the podcast. And um, can you give a short, quick intro of uh, who you are, where you're at, and um, we'll go from there. Thanks, Justin. I'm really, really happy to be here with you today. And uh, yeah, I'm a, a lesbian who lives remote in the mountains of northern New Mexico. It'll be 30 years that I've been here next month. So that's uh, big, been one of the best changes of my whole life at that and coming out at age uh, 30, 30 and a few. And uh, my career and passion really is about health. Uh, public health is my background and personal health is my passion and helping people really live the best their very, very best life with, with great health, whatever that means and looks like for them. Awesome. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you can make it. And I do appreciate that public health and personal health. Um, I don't think I've heard those two in a sentence before. Um, so uh, let's see, let's start there. Let's start there. So in your, in your, your passion about public health and personal health, um, so right now, what is a current, what are you doing in that, in that direction? Well, it's interesting because it, it took me a while. I went into direct marketing in a health and wellness business about 11 years ago and found myself for the first time in an entrepreneurial role rather than uh, a community-based. I've worked in the nonprofit and community-based sector my whole career. And all of a sudden I was selling products. And it was very uncomfortable for me <laughs> to like say, do you want to buy this? I really believe in it. I think it'll help you. And when I made that bridge between the public and the personal health and thought, oh, I've always cared about health. So of course I care. I care about my own health. I care about my friend's health and you know other people on a in a community basis, but also individual. And when I connected those two, I felt, you know, oh, okay, I found something that works for me. I can feel good about what I'm doing, all of what I'm doing. It doesn't have to be strictly selfless. It can have, you know, a profit motive for myself as well as helping, helping people feel better and look better and live better. I mean, it all came together like a jigs, like getting the last piece of a jigsaw puzzle. It's like, oh, that's what it looks like. That's amazing. That's amazing. I do think that's sometimes I'm learning that um, we as people have always been ourselves and we <laughs> just have found different things that like light us up and like that, that come out of us. Um, exactly. Great yeah. that you were able to sort of connect those dots in your previous and your current um, ventures. So mm -hmm. like what, um, so right now with, with that venture that you're in, uh, can you explain more about it? Like what, what is it, what's the goal of that, of what you're doing now or how does it happen? Yeah. And that, and that, again, it's that picture is evolving just lately and mm -hmm. it's really helped me uh, to connect with other uh, queer people who are entrepreneurs in the, the group that we share 
uh, a membership of and show up and you know talk to people from all kinds of venues and that's that's been really really eye opening to see how different people are building their businesses into their lives and being entrepreneurs in the world um for me i i think what has really it's really interesting i started my career in gerontology working in in well in community health and then in in aging and worked at a mental health institute in in Texas that focused my focus was was aging in my department, and as I've um, becoming an older person myself by the calendar anyway, not in spirit and body, but by the by the calendar, um, I'm back to it, and I'm again looking at how the stereotypes and the negative attitudes that we have about aging and the fear that people have of losing themselves and what they love to do as they get older, how detrimental that is. And really my my passion is to help people uh, reverse that or, or um, evaporate that out of their lives so that they can see that at every age, at any age, we can have a life that is juicy and 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 it's ageless it's not it's like you say we're always ourselves and so we're still ourselves and we're just maybe a little smarter or we have a few more a little more freedom or fewer responsibilities or um have identified more what we really love to do and if not let's get let's get on it and do that like what are our passions and are we living our passions because if we're not we're missing the boat so, um, and I think that our ideas, I just hear it all the time. Our ideas about aging are so negative and people say, well, now that we're older, we don't blah, blah, blah. We don't drive at night or we don't, um, we don't go backpacking anymore. Or we, you know, it's like, why not? <laughs> is there something really stopping you or is it just in your head? I mean, and sometimes there are physical reasons why you, you know, change your habits, but let's not uh you know jump ahead uh with that so so that's that's really my passion my my kind of buzzword is a juicy ageless life and i want to help people identify that and live that and create that and i'm definitely doing it <laughs> and so yeah people say to me you're my role model it's like yes i've climbed two really hard mountains in the last 10 days and and, and and I am really tired, but it's a great kind of tired, <laughs> you know. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome, and I, I love the word juicy in there. It's it's, it's you don't really you don't hear that one too often, <laughs> but I do appreciate I do appreciate that. Plus, I just I Thanks. just had to play a few recently, um, so every year it's like ooh, it's, I'm a little bit uh, how did you put it wiser, a little bit smarter, and a little bit more free. <laughs> um, I think that's that's a great um, outlook on aging because I do think we do we we are learning. Um, yeah, yeah. But and it's also true, you know, like if we if we've lived X number of time, you know, X amount of time, and mm -hmm. we're not a little wiser, then we ought to really wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I, I can <laughs> tell. There are definitely some some mess some mistakes I keep repeating, uh, but I think I do. I get them better or uh -huh. <laughs> not as bad. But uh -huh. um, so, like in in this journey of yours, uh, I guess how do you how do you 
how'd you get started? Like, what's the what's the little overview of your journey into where you are now? Well, I think that the biggest piece for me has been personal development, which I've been seeking, you know, forever. I remember going to my first ashram and meditating when my daughter was two. And uh, she would slump over after a while and fall asleep on the floor and, uh, you know, not make it through the entire session. Yeah, but I've always been looking for, you know, like the secret of life, like what's, what makes life good? How can I, how can I be happy? Because I happiness was not not built in to me. Like I didn't come, yeah. come out of childhood as a happy person at all. And I went through several several clinical depressions and just had sort of a depressed, you know, I mean, like, you know, I, you know, I was doing life and and working and enjoying and had friends and all that. But I and then and then coming out was a big piece of, you know, really identifying who I really was under this other life that I had built and coming out. So that was extremely helpful. But still, it didn't um, keep me from from suffering from depressions. And so you know, I, I have done 12 step work and I've done, you know, a lot of different practices and it's really funny. The network marketing turned out to be, and it really is, if the company is on, is on track and building a good community of people, it is free personal development because <laughs> you cannot do network marketing without building yourself into a person that you want to be it doesn't it's like hand in hand so it's very funny I think I'm happier now than I have been I've been doing it for 11 years now and the personal growth that I've experienced has been incredible and it's built on all the other things I've done but you know people say to me now you're so positive I hiked with a friend yesterday and she kept saying you're so positive your outlook is so positive that would not have been what people had said about me when I was in my 30s or maybe 40s, um, but it's true now. So, so that journey, I mean, it's always been, what's the next thing? And um, I'm always looking for the next thing, you know, open to whatever it might be. I'm going to go to a Buddhist event tonight and, and uh, you know, it's not my path, but it definitely has gifts that I'm willing to open up to you know it's like just being open and and seeing you know what what is somebody doing that sounds interesting or you know how it is it's serendipity people mention things to you or mm -hmm. things just happen and it's like oh and then all of a sudden you're there with that with that part of your journey so I think that it's different for different people it plays out differently but being open to what's next is really 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 important awesome thanks for thanks for sharing that I, I don't I don't think I've ever heard of network marketing as someone's journey into personal development. <laughs> but I love how you also combine it with meditation. You know, meditation and <laughs> network marketing are great for uh, personal development. Yeah. Um, that's that's cool. And I think a mentor of mine the other day shared something sort of like the universe doesn't want us to know what the next steps are, but we have to take that next step first. Ah, uh, and I was like, "Huh, that's it's it's pretty cool, pretty cool." Sort of being open, like it's being called, yeah, to, um, and going for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so in in that in that, um, 
so you mentioned the the products that you you like selling products um what do they what do they do or how do they help people um well you know like i say health is the highest priority for me and i i think it's been a funny it's been a funny shift because i came out in the 80s and in a big city mm-hmm. so being a lesbian at that time meant uh wearing flannel shirts you definitely didn't care about your hair or you didn't wear makeup and you were pretty butchy and and it was uh it was like we don't care we don't have to about you know society's view of what a woman is supposed to look like we look like ourselves and if you don't like it too bad and and i still have a lot of that but i also as i age realized that i had not done i live in the high desert it's very dry here <laughs> and if you don't do anything to your skin it turns into leather it turns into wrinkled leather i mean it it's it's dry here it's like you, i know you're east coast but where i am you know like we don't have humidity it just doesn't even exist so um i i looked in the mirror one day and went like who is this i couldn't recognize myself it was freaky like i don't mind looking older but i did, but i didn't look like me so that was what actually attracted me to the the skincare products that this company started with that are revolutionary. I mean, they totally can change your skin. And so that's where it started. But I, I now believe that when you look in the mirror, whoever you are, you should like be happy with what you see. And it and 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 maybe, you know, maybe if you if you look like a lizardy old desert woman and that makes you happy, great. But if it doesn't, you know, let's do something about it. And so, and I got over like it's wrong to care about your appearance. That was sort of where I, where I had started, and where I uh, and and you know I'm not, not into the, all of the hype about you know how women should look. It's still, you know, ridiculous to me, how how women are trained to care about their appearance so much, but men care also. Everybody cares, and and I think you should you should be happy when you with with your appearance but it's also we also have products that are for um wellness and sleep and uh energy and all, you know all kinds of, it's 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 a whole body thing it's a, you know it's not just external and your skin is you know your biggest organ so it, it's all connected and then i'm also working with phototherapy patches which are incredible for health all I mean, if you like stem cells <laughs> and you want to have more of them as you get older, then this is this is what you should look into are the phototherapy patches. So it's all about to me, it's all about wellness and and happiness and uh, and health. Awesome. can can you ex- explain what that what that might mean uh, a little more? Just uh, what the phototherapy is and what the patches do because, those individual words make sense to me, but I'm sure. <laughs> right. Well, I had heard about these a few years ago, and then just recently it became, oh yeah, it's time for me to, to start using these. So it's not that I have health problems I'm trying to cure, but I want to stay healthy. And I have a feeling I'm going to live to be very old. I would like to take my brain along with me and my bones and you know things that I need to live the life I like to live. So that's really my motivation. But the stories I'm hearing of how this very proven science with with clinical uh, 
trials and 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 you know scientific studies shows that these patches work and what they do and this is from a very lay point of view because i'm just you know beginning to grasp it but it's a patch that you put on your body or near your body within three inches and it reflects the light in your body back in rather than letting it escape and in in that process depending on the ingredients that are in the patch different um neurological and uh, chemical processes take place that allow the body to heal itself so there's all this healing that's going on it for all kinds of conditions that um that are sometimes hopeless and people are even putting them on their animals and sometimes on an animal you can really see it even faster there'll be this dog you know who's like on the couch old and decrepit and they put the patch on it and the next day it's up running around i mean it's real <laughs> this stuff is really powerful <laughs> and it happens with people that way too sometimes or sometimes it takes longer the stem cell process takes longer but i have a friend whose bones have gotten stronger in her uh later years over you know over a year and a half period of time and this is good you know if you if you climb a lot of mountains like i do and trip on rocks you want to have bones that are strong <laughs> that are going to break snap the minute that you go down so i'm very interested in that as well <laughs> yeah well, i think there was a movie about somebody who who fell under a boulder and had to cut i don't know yes that was um, true that happened that that's real that's scary it seems scary but i mean <laughs> it has you as you talk about your own journey and you enjoy climbing mountains um, and you want to do that till your hit old age, whatever age that might be. Forever. Uh, right. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So um, in terms of some of the, the things that you've already mentioned, some of these products, uh, who's the typical person that is, that is best suited um, to use some of these products I, I really, it's really hard. I know we're supposed to niche down, you know, to somebody very specific, but I really think that anyone who cares about their health is wise to look at products before uh, mm -hmm. they've let it go too far like I did, or if they have, because, because this is reverse aging. And so, but better to do it proactively. And I, I think, and as far as, you know, the, the path that I personally want to lead people on to come from wherever they are to a happier, juicier, uh, more exciting place is really someone who realizes that their life could be a whole lot better than it is. They could feel better. They could have more vitality. They could enjoy whatever it is they're able to do more mm -hmm. than they are currently. And that that's the, that's the path that I, I want to guide people on. Because um, I, I have a lot of people telling me that I that I can do that, that that they enjoy hearing me and they enjoy my energy. I, people tell me all the time, you have so much energy. And it's like, I do. I do. You know, and <laughs> it's partly because of what I eat and all the supplements I take and that I care about it. And then I think probably just naturally, I do have a lot of energy. So so if somebody's feeling like they don't have the energy that they want or the the joy that they want, then I'd love to to work with them. All right, awesome, awesome. Um, I'm gonna sort of transition a little bit, but I guess well before I do that, um, so like so far in 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 your journey in the 
with nonprofits, with marketing, with network marketing. Um, looking back, what's the what's a, a biggest what's one of the biggest challenges that you've overcome? Um, yeah, so far. I I really think the biggest challenge for me with network marketing has been feeling okay about making money. Mm. Yeah, I really think because I, you know, the, the having to change the paradigm that I'm taking something from someone if they're buying something from me to rather it's a great exchange. They, you know, I inter they wouldn't hear about it if they didn't happen to bump into me. And if they do, and it's something that they're needing that works, that is scientifically proven, that is guaranteed to work, there's, it's a win, win, not a, not a taking from. That's, that's a good, it's a good way to say it. I know me, me, myself have a lot of money beliefs that I had to let go of, um, as I've grown, as I've gotten wiser. Um, good for you. <laughs> Yeah, and there's still more that I need to break, but you know, it's it's good to good to hear that, and I'm sure there are other people who can learn from learn from that. Where it's not it's not taking, there's it's all giving, yeah, um, and receiving. Mm -hmm. um, okay, okay. So in the transition part, um, this is the Career Change Makers podcast, and <laughs> I'm really looking forward to is hearing different people's visions of what the next step in our career communities are or just sort of what's your vision for yeah a more enhanced evolved growing um queer community hey so i'm so, i you know you you let me know about that one ahead of time so i've given it some thought and it's still a little bit foggy for me but because i can't really separate it from our greater community in this country and what's going on that mm -hmm. is so ridiculously uh, harmful and negative. And I think for our community as a whole, we need to really care for ourselves and each other. And mm -hmm. there's something that is so, I have, I have a, a lot of uh, women friends who are not lesbian or not queer. And when I say, oh yeah, well, well, I'm going to the 4th of July thing, you know, that's when, when all the lesbians get together and they go, oh, that's so funny. The lesbians get together. I was like, yeah, the lesbians get together and we love it. We have so much fun and it's so great. You know, there's something about being with our queer people that it just feels so good. There's stuff you don't have to explain, you know, no matter how accepting our friends are, they're not queer. And so when we are together as a community, it's a really, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And um, so I think more of that is good. At the same time, um, the outer world is impacting us in ways that are, that are just huge. I'm really, really concerned about youth suicide. And yeah. I don't know that people know that there are astronomical rates for our queer kids who attempt and complete suicide more than any other group. And so our kids are not finding what they need in their families or in their schools or in their friend. I think that I think the young people tend to be very open and, and accepting of all kinds of gender blending and all kinds of different things. Um, but they're not brought up to be. 
I, I saw a phrase that said, you know, um, something something like, raise your children to love all other children. Good one. Right. If we can do that, we're good. We're going to be good. Um, but that's that's not happened to date. So, um, so I I think that that you know we have our inner work and our and our supporting ourselves and caring for ourselves and really really feeling the community of, of the queer community but we have work to do that that is you know between us and and everyone and i'm not sure exactly how we get there but i think we need to be committed to that and i'm i'm a big proponent of the trevor project which is the largest uh you queer youth suicide prevention project and they mm -hmm. have services they have hotlines they have counseling they have groups they have um community education all kinds of things and i'm i'm actually a straight friend of mine is the one who introduced me to it mm -hmm. and i've been supporting that ever since awesome awesome um yeah i do think that there's like how you went both internal and external. Because um, yeah, it's sort of our community. And when we look at a lot of what's going on, I think those are two really good perspectives. I feel like for those of us who are already adults and established on some levels, getting deeper into our communities is helpful. Um, finding that support, finding that connection, and finding that joy, that fun, right? That you know, yeah. <laughs> that we get to have uh -huh. <laughs> and then it's it's more the 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 younger people and people who find themselves in some of these uh states and or counties or places where some of these anti-queer bills are just coming out left and right mm -hmm. uh, who really need that support and may not be able to get it and might and it's probably getting harder for them to get yeah. um just to what's going on so thank you thank you for sharing that mm. um yeah and i think i don't know sometimes i don't think we have to have the answer <laughs> uh sometimes i think it's sort of just sharing what what's going on and speaking up about it mm -hmm. um, might bring more people to the table and when people gather we can create solutions right we can figure out okay here's this idea that I have, and maybe somebody else will add another part to that, and somebody else will add another part, and now you're like, okay, we have this solution. Let's just go try it out um, and see what can happen. Okay, but um, okay, thanks, thanks for that, thanks for that. And as we as we sort of wind down, I have a couple uh, uh, semi rapid fire questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know which one to start with. That's always fun. Um, okay, so one is. Is there, what is something that inspires you and why? You know, I think that um, it's hard, it's hard to say it's two things, really. It's like human and nature. But if I really want to be inspired, I go to nature. Uh, right now I have, it's the height of the hummingbird season here. I am feeding them about three quarts of sugar water a day. Wow. They come in they're they're buzzing all all the time and it you know it's such it's such delight and this i've heard that the same ones come back every year to the same mm -hmm. place so these might be like 
my hummingbirds and and I love them but it's also in on a on one of the hikes the other day after like three and a half hours of really hard uphill you know walking we got into this basin below the mesa that we were going to climb up and I was in this forest of pine trees and walking and I just I blissed out I told my friend, I said, I'm stoned on these trees. Like it was like every needle was standing out. And it was it was so beautiful, I was in tears. So I, I think that's really, you know, if we really, and it you don't have to, to live near the mountains. You can go for a walk and find a flower or a tree or a bird or something that inspire, you know, it, you know it's easier for me because I do live right here in the wilderness. But, um, but it, you know, it, it's around us. It's always around us. Could be a dog. Could be, you know, a dog walking on the sidewalk, you know, and you just look at it and just go, oh, you know, how did that thing happen? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I do, I do appreciate that because sometimes, you know, we can be trapped in the hustle and bustle, um, doing this thing and the other thing. Um, and sometimes the, the way you express, that's described being in nature and just pausing and seeing everything around you, or even just hummingbirds coming back over the years, um, you know, helps us to pause and just appreciate what what is. Mm -hmm. We get to be alive to see this. Exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah, that that's a really good point. Just pausing, or you know, going for a five minute walk somewhere. You know, really, you don't have to go for three hours you can go for 10 minutes and you know maybe there's a park or there's a brook or there's a little bridge or there's you know something that just allows you to just go like oh, here I am here we are I love that I love that and and now you're inspiring you're inspiring me after after this conversation I'm definitely gonna go for a walk it's a little hot here but I'm gonna <laughs> There's some trees. I can go under the shade. Yeah, sit, uh, under, sit under a tree and look at look at a blade of grass. Like that'll that'll do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Definitely gonna do that. Definitely gonna do that. Um, and and I guess it's post Pride season. So do you another question? Uh, do you have any any favorite moments from this this year's Pride season at all? I do. We actually do our Pride in August for reasons that are a long story, but we had our bake sale this year and we had two drag queens and three I think they consider themselves drag artists but they're but they're not cross-dressing and we had these three young people come in complete uh face art mm -hmm. and and outfits and they stayed and we played music at our we have this bake sale that's an event I mean, we started out with drag queens and a red carpet at the bake sale. It's this is not your ordinary bake sale, and it's unbelievable. We made tons of money. We had like five hundred dollars in just donations. I think people are really feeling the need to support our community, which I was happy about. But having these people come, and I mean, I you know I couldn't tell who's who. It was all so exciting. That was great. And the other moment was we had a drag show at a bowling alley that's owned by a lesbian here. And um, there were, in the early part of the performance, some people had brought their young children. They were like maybe between three and five years old. Mm 
and they were all little girls there were about five of them and they sat on the floor in the in the performance area and were enraptured by the queens and it was so much fun to watch them they were like oh they you know they they were they were just they were they were completely entranced by the you know the the costume the music the movements everything and they they just it was so such a delight to see them being so delighted that i mean that that was a great evening but that 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 image sticks with me a lot that sounds that sounds beautiful i i do appreciate how you explain some of these uh scenes because as you, <laughs> you light up and like the energy comes out and I want to be there. <laughs> Why wasn't I invited? Even though I, <laughs> but that sounds yeah. amazing. Sounds and amazing. this is in a small town. This is like you know, Talos, New Mexico. This is we have thirty-two thousand people in our entire county. So okay. uh, you know, it, it, everything we do is kind of a big deal. <laughs> that gives me hope. That gives me hope. I think sometimes I living in a big city. I I think I assume small towns are very not fun or inclusive spaces but i i enjoy hearing from people who are at these kinds of places but like no not not all small towns our small town is is better than that and yeah yeah doing sort of what you said you know raising children to be uh open to all being to be good to all other children and others mm. um Okay, and um, final two questions. Do you have a favorite joke or something you've recently laughed at? I, I have to yeah, I'm not so I'm not so good on remembering jokes, but um, but I just laughed out loud this morning when I have a two-year-old dog and a 17-year-old cat, and this dog has been obsessed with the cat ever since the dog arrived wandering mm -hmm. in my neighborhood. And... Um, but she's gotten much more mellow and they're really good now but she just began this lately she's begun like pouncing at the cat and nosing it with her with her with her nose on the cat's butt and the cat just kind of goes like, mm. and then they did have this whole theater going on that I was I mean I videoed it it was so funny so I get a lot of uh, pleasure from the animals you know just watching what they do but the, but this dog cat theater that went on in my living room was really hysterical. Thanks. <laughs> I can I, I can imagine. I love love animals, especially those young dogs that are just like excited and just want to do this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. And then uh, another question for you: um, Is there a a a queer change maker? a queer person who's out there doing stuff that inspires you um, or that comes to mind when you, when you think of people? I did give this a lot of, a lot of thought and I, uh, Audrey Lord came to mind for sure. Um, but I really, what I came to was Robert Quintana because he was um, a young man who grew up in this, I live, um, eight miles north of the village and about 45 minutes north of Taos. So just near the Colorado border, like really, you know, but this are small communities, traditional communities. And he grew up in, in, an, in, in an even smaller little village be, between here and, and the next village for me. And mm -hmm. he had a hard time, you know, 
making it here as a out kid. I mean, he wasn't one of these gay boys who you could mistake for anything else. You know, he was who he was and he was yeah. he was definitely gay. And he left and went to LA and he came back here as a um like I don't know how old he was, maybe still in his 20s, and was determined to start a Taos Pride. And he he got help. And I was one of the people who was conscripted to help him. Mm -hmm. And he was he 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 wore out his shoes walking up and down the streets and tell us to get support for the for the pride. And he's the one who had the vision for this this bake sale and for a car we had car wash. We went to Santa Fe and got colored suds so we could have rainbow car wash suds. <laughs> I mean he was he was ah. determined. And that's why we had it in August because we didn't start this whole process till April and it wasn't going to happen in June. And so what happened was that um very tragically, he died of an overdose before Pride. And so it was like that whole thing combined. You know, he had the courage, he had the everything, but he he kind of disappeared and we were trying to look for him and 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 he died yeah. about a week before Pride. So it was that whole story, you know, blended into one that this exquisitely beautiful young man who had this passion to bring pride to Taos, this was 14 years ago. And when I first heard it, I said, pride in Taos, are you kidding? But I was asked to help and I thought, okay, I'll help. And you know, he had such a passion for it that it absolutely um, had to happen and it did and it's still going on, um, but unfortunately he didn't survive. So he's my hero. Thank you for sharing that story. And I think that's beautiful in a way, where sometimes the changes that we're making, we may not get to see the results. But as you shared the story and uh, the stories earlier about the bake sale and even you know the drag shows in the bowling alley, work that's been done is showing itself now and we're still able to see and have the memories of some of these people who've made an impact in our society and made changes for the better <laughs> you know sharing that vision of right even you you're like I don't I don't know that's gonna happen here but you know <laughs> I'll join with you and help make this a reality and, yeah. and it, that's sort of what my my hope is when people share their visions right we don't know how they're actually going to play out but we might enlist some other people to come and join and right 15 14 15 years later we'll be affecting the next generation and more people too. Right. And your shirt says change. So oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's change things. Change I, things. I, I love this shirt because it just and it's in rainbow letters. Yeah. Um it just reminds me to, you know, if you you can complain about things, but that can only go so far. But you can always make a change, right? Mm -hmm. We just have the ability to take some time out of our day and do something to make the world better, to make right. a better um whether it's feeding hummingbirds 
you know, starting a bake sale, doing a pride thing, or just, you know, being who we are, sharing our story and having that energy, that zest. Um, Because, you know, you're changing my afternoon because I'm going to go for a walk and just like... (laughs) Very good. Very good. Um, So I definitely appreciate that a lot. So thank thank you for this. Um, And I guess the question is, if someone wanted to reach out to you or connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Well, first, thank you, Justin, so much. This has been really a rich experience for me to explore, you know, all these different different ideas with you. And you're so so receptive and such a such a good listener. Um, I think the easiest way, because my last name is really hard for most people to spell, is that my uh, Instagram handle is Janie No Regrets, Janie. and so that's easy. J-A-N like Nancy, i.e. not anything else. Janie, no regrets. Awesome, awesome. I'll definitely be putting a link to that in the show notes so that people can connect with you and talk more. Well, thank you for this. Uh, This has been a great, a great conversation. I'm hoping people can be inspired by this. Um, Oh, yep. And... If you had one last piece of advice or guiding word of wisdom for people, um, I'll let you have the last word. This has come to me just lately. I think um, if you're feeling like your life isn't as juicy and full as you'd like, find a friend or friends who will encourage you to do great stuff together. Somebody will call and say, let's go whatever. Let, let's do this. Let's put this on the calendar. It's so much easier when someone does it with you than you have to like generate it all yourself. So if, that, if that's not in your life, go for it. You know, contact friends you have or find new ones. And find new ones. Online. Find them online or in person. I don't care but have somebody who says, come on, let's go. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks again. And thank I'm you, Justin. So grateful to this. So take care and we'll see you all on the next episode. Thank you, be well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Queer Changemakers podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mezzetin. And I hope that you're able to learn from what you just heard and think of ways that you yourself can also make change in your community for the better. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.